Hello everyone, welcome back to the second episode of the Gratitude Podcast with me, Liberty. Today we're going to be discussing all things veganism, how, when and why I became vegan, and my recommendations of recipes, books, restaurants, sources of information for you to learn more about veganism, and I'll also be answering the questions that I asked on Instagram. So I'm going to start the episode by talking about how, when and why I became vegan. So basically the beginning of 2016 is when I first went pescatarian. So I'd never really been a really big meat eater in my childhood anyway. I had a phobia of chicken. I hated it. If there was something pink inside then I thought I was going to get salmonella and die. So I didn't really have um, loads of meat growing up. It wasn't really what I loved. Fish was the thing that I was really into. So becoming pescatarian was a really easy choice for me. The initial reason why I became pescatarian was actually because I thought it was going to be way healthier for me. Around kind of 14, 15, I had a weird relationship with food that I never really spoke to anyone about because I thought it was normal. And the way I thought was that if I didn't eat meat... I was going to be really healthy because I thought that I should be as healthy as I possibly can be and I felt that if I removed meat that was the first step. I was trying to eat whole foods, I tried to have no junk food at all, I barely ate anything, it was not a very good relationship with food now looking back. I wouldn't say it was a serious problem because I never really let it affect me that much but looking back on it now I think that I could have definitely tackled it in a different way. However, I do believe it did start because of me downloading Instagram. I think I downloaded it like 2013 and just everything I saw on that, I felt like I wasn't good enough. I needed to look like the models. I thought I needed to lose weight even though I was fine how I was already. There were girls at school that were so like beautiful and I was like, I need to be like them, I need to be skinnier. Um, and I felt like that was going to happen if I stopped eating meat. So that was one of the reasons why I ended up stopping meat. Um, the other reason was simply because I felt like I wouldn't eat my dog, so why would I eat meat? At the time, I didn't know that fish also experience pain and you know I thought I'm not going to eat meat that's all I got to do like that's helping the environment I'm not hurting anyone because fish don't feel pain now um I know that they do so that's how it led me on to being a vegan in the end but at the time not only was that a really easy transition for me because I wasn't eating meat but that was the point of my understanding and awareness of my environment that allowed me to make the decision to go pescatarian. As I've grown and adapted and learnt a lot more things, I'm now capable of being in a different position that is even more beneficial to our environment and our animals. But I think the key thing I'm trying to say is that we are only able to grow to the point that we are that we understand and when I was 15, 16 I didn't understand 
a lot of the bigger picture. I understood that killing animals was bad, they felt pain. I didn't understand that fish felt pain as well. So that was the tip of my learning. That's all I could do at that time. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Even if you're the same age as me now, your understanding is at that level that I had before, there's also nothing wrong with that. If you don't see that eating fish is a problem because you haven't learnt about it, then of course you're not going to make that leap to veganism. And I also think it's really important for you to have these different steps of learning and understanding because that allows you to make more informed choices because you get lots of different points from lots of different areas. So if at this point now you're thinking of becoming a pescatarian, I'm not going to be one of those vegans that shuns you for it and says, oh my goodness, like, how can you still eat fish? la di la di la because I was there at that point too. I didn't suddenly just go from eating, oh, yeah, fair enough, not, not, not a lot of meat anyway, but I didn't go from just that to veganism straight away. It was a slow process that, for, that was right for me. And if it's right for you too, then I can applaud you for that. I'm not going to say you should be vegan now because if you don't feel comfortable doing that, but you do feel comfortable, you know, maybe cutting down some meat each week and then eating fish instead, and then you, you know, cut out the fish and do a slow progression, then I think that's really respectable. And then it shows that you have the willingness to learn. And that is the main thing. This is all I want from everyone is that they have the willingness to listen, understand why things should change. And if you're up to change and you're up to understanding, then you're already a step closer to really improving your environment, the world, your life, everything. So after being pescatarian from the beginning of 2016 to the end of 2016, I then went vegetarian. So I cut out all the fish and I ate just uh, dairy and eggs as well as the rest of like a veg diet. That was more of a transition for me because I really loved fish and I relied so much on it for my protein. Dropping that and solely eating plant-based burgers and sausages etc, that was really hard for me because I didn't get to eat fish and fish was the thing that I loved. So being vegetarian was a much more slow learning curve for me because initially I was just eating pasta, bread and potato, just carb, everything. Um, and to really see what plants had to offer, it took me quite a while. I was vegetarian for two years before I became vegan because I didn't feel like I could make that next step because I felt like I hadn't fully embraced vegetarianism. What I mean by that is because I didn't feel like I had a really great balanced vegetarian diet, I didn't feel like it was smart to then go to a vegan diet where I had less options. Or so I thought. Even though the options I already had, I wasn't really fully utilising. Then finally, after two years, I felt like I was ready to then make the next step of eliminating all dairy, all eggs, all non-vegan things like honey, etc. And just taking the leap and being a vegan. So it was about the end of 2018. So since then, I have now been vegan for two years and it's always a learning process. Every day, 
I see something new that I didn't know existed before, another option to eat, and being vegan actually, you have more options than you ever had before because you're forced to try new things, you're forced to try jackfruit, which I'd never tried in my life before, um, pea protein, beans, everything, like you you think you have less options but you actually have more because you're not just eating you know meat potato and veg every day like you were before then just after i became vegan in 2018 i actually met my partner harry and he was also vegan already as well so because we're both vegan we actually experience a lot more vegan foods because we get to try them together and i think that we both kind of encouraged each other to try new things and I'm also incredibly lucky because it means we don't have to buy different kind of foods. Like we don't have to have one meat in the fridge for one person and vegan food for the other. We get to just eat the same and it's really easy. that kind of really sums up my whole vegan journey if you will so I stopped eating meat beginning of 2016 and I haven't eaten meat since. This now brings me on to the second part of the episode which is I'm going to be answering all the questions that I popped on Instagram. So I did loads of polls and I wanted to share all the results with you and I also did a couple of questions which you guys reply to with questions so I'm going to answer those as well. Loads of you actually responded to them so that's really good because I get more of like a accurate idea of people's views and everything. So the first one I did was are you vegan? 90% of you said no and only 10% of you said yes so that's like 70 people said no so that's quite a lot. Um, the next one was, would you consider veganism? And this one, I kind of was surprised about. Yes, did just creep over, but only by one vote. So a lot of people wouldn't consider veganism. So I asked further on, why wouldn't you consider it? And I had a couple of responses. So one of them being, I'm cutting down the amount of animal products I eat, but I'm not ready to cut them entirely. So that kind of brings me back to what I was discussing before. Everyone's at different stages. And if as long as you have the willingness to understand and you are trying, that's all that anyone can ask of you. And I'm never going to judge anyone for that because I was at that point at one point too. Another one was, I'd consider vegetarianism, but veganism is too much for me. I love eggs, dairy etc again that one is most people's reason as to why they couldn't go vegan but I can talk about this later there are so many incredible options for dairy alternatives now especially in 2020 10 years ago no but now it's kind of incredible what they can do and finally was uh, being vegetarian for the last 11 years um but in New Zealand, vegan products aren't as affordable as vegetarian products. Again, I think, I don't know about New Zealand because obviously I've never been there and the UK is slightly different. There is a misconception in the UK that veganism is for middle class people that everything is really expensive. And 
of course, there are things that are really expensive. It really depends on what kind of vegan diet you're going to have. Are you going to have one that's mainly mainly constitutes meat alternatives? So corn, um, Linda McCartney, everything, because they will be more expensive. But this is simply just due to the supply and demand. If there isn't, there's not as much of a demand for vegan substitutes as there is for meat. Maybe 10 years down the line, vegan food would actually be cheaper because less people will be eating meat and more people will be eating vegan food. If you're not really going to be eating the substitutes, then most foods that are really, really cheap are accidentally vegan anyway. So beans, rice, potatoes, pasta, lentils, like they're some of the cheapest things that you can get in the supermarket. Um, fruit, veg. Then I was asking how much meat you guys eat within a week. So less than five or more than five? And whether you guys have cut down your meat intake in the last year. So I'm quite happy because for both of the questions, um, the first one was most of you, um, 60% of you have less than five portions and 63% of you have cut down your meat intake. So like I was saying before, that's such a promising sign. Like you guys are aware of your impact on the environment and you're taking small steps to better it and that is like the best thing by taking those small steps over a longer period of time you're going to have such a great impact and 92% of you also agree with veganism so again super super good um I think if everyone is aware of it that means we're all doing something right and raising awareness is the first step I also asked if you are vegan what your tips were for newbie vegans or people who are interested in veganism or just reducing their meat intake and everything so a couple of you replied to this one um one of you said don't panic buy just go for whatever sounds nice and if you can't afford any of the fancy stuff don't worry about it there are thousands of amazing recipes out there that are all done on a small budget also experiment with vegetables p.s roasted beetroot with a little bit of maple syrup now, I love this one because it's pretty much what I was saying before. Um, you don't have to go for the fancy stuff to have a really great vegan diet. In fact, it's probably better that you don't go for the meat substitutes because some of them aren't natural. Um, whilst it's still a better alternative to meat, I do recommend a more whole food diet. I mean, I'm not saying that I just have a whole food diet because I don't. But I do feel a hell of a lot better when I'm not eating the substitutes all the time. I also really want to try the beetroot because that sounds really good. Another comment was, enjoy searching for new favourite foods or vegan alternatives to replace what you loved before becoming a vegan. Things to hit the spot, for example, like cake. My daughter is an expert baking vegan cakes and treats for us so we don't feel like we are going without. That's the thing, like, people think that you're missing out when you're going vegan, but there are so many different options that replicate the meat versions or the non-vegan versions that you really don't feel like you're missing out on anything and when you do find something that is the same as something you enjoyed before it's so exciting because you feel like why would no one want to do this because it's the exact same but no lives are sacrificed for it.
of the episode, I'm going to be answering all the questions that you guys asked me. So the first one is, is there lots of choice? Now, for sure, like every single week, there's something new in the supermarket. You guys can literally get all your meat substitutes you need to if you want to eat them. You have all the fruit and veg if you want to do a whole food diet. Especially now, you can go to the supermarket and there's like five different types of vegan cheese. Five different vegan hams or vegan sausages. It's not just one of each. So you get a real choice. I say almost the same kind of of choice that you'd get if you were just looking at how many different chicken breasts you could buy. I'm not even sure there's different ones. So actually maybe there's even more choice being vegan because you can get different kind of mock chicken. (laughs) I don't know. But um, this also brings me on to the next question which was do you think cafes, restaurants offer enough vegan options? Restaurants and cafes are slightly different. Um, I feel like there's still more improvement to be made. Um, some restaurants are pretty good, obviously where I work have a pretty good vegan menu, it's a lot bigger than ones you might find in like Bill's for example, I think they only have like one or two options, especially the restaurants around where I live, there's not really that much choice, maybe one main or something. In London it's a different story, in Brighton it's, Brighton it's a different story, there's you know, solely vegan restaurants, so you have loads and loads of choice, and that's where I wish I lived, to be honest, but I think the restaurants are also on their little journey like us, um, they need to have that demand there first to really see it as a, you know, marketing point that they can really focus on so that there are more vegan options, and then hopefully they'll have more, the same way that the more demand there is in the shops, the cheaper everything will be, the more more options that will be etc. Next one is how long have you been vegan for and what made you want to be vegan? Obviously I touched on this before about what like how long I've been vegan for and what made me want to be vegan but I don't think I actually said the exact point where I became a vegan from being a vegetarian. I was eating a lot of cheese um, and eggs and stuff, just poached eggs, I wasn't really that um, keen on all the other types of ways you could eat eggs. So the real thing that made me want to be vegan was um, not only were a few of my friends vegan and they looked like they were having a great time, um, I was thinking about how eggs and milk and everything was kind of um, obtained and watched a few documentaries and it made me feel really sick. So um, I came to the conclusion, if I won't eat the meats, why am I eating their bodily fluids and little babies and stuff um, when they're actually getting put through the same amount of torture than like when they're actually getting killed for beet so what is the difference really that's what really made me flip to a vegan diet and that also brings me on to another question which was how do you find the will that reason spurs me on to keep being vegan I love animals and if I ever saw an animal tortured or killed just so I could eat when I could eat something else that tastes the same with no pain behind it, I I just can't go back to eating meat and I even looking at meat, smelling meat now makes me really, it makes me feel sick. Is being vegetarian or pescatarian ethical and sustainable or not really? Now, 
like I was saying before, everyone's on different parts of their journey. So if you're on a pes- if you're a pescatarian right now and you've eliminated the meat, then you're still, you know, improving and growing. So I'm not going to be judging you for not being vegan yet. Of course, I want you to end up being vegan because I personally see that as the future of how we're going to keep this planet growing and alive. Um, but if we're just going to talk about it from a moral perspective, then I, being vegan now, I would say it's not, it's not ethical because if you're happy to not eat the meat of an animal because you understand the pain that the animal goes through to give you that meat, then just eating their eggs and milk is literally the same thing. Like, don't you think it's a little bit weird that to get milk you're literally like squeezing on this cow's udders um it's I don't know it's just a little bit strange to me and stealing eggs from chickens um and killing the male chickens once they're born little chicks because they're of no use to the industry it's not ethical and pescatarianism is the same Again, I'm not going to judge you if you are a pescatarian because I was at that point too. But looking back now, fish go through just as much pain as animals as we do. And they're not less significant. They're not less of, you know, a being just because we eat them on a mass scale. They're no different to a dog, a cat or the fish that you have in your tank in your home. You wouldn't kill your little goldfish well I hope you wouldn't um so there's not really any difference in my opinion but if you're on your journey of getting rid of meat and adopting a more plant-based diet then that's a key part of your journey and you should embrace it and not get too worried about it as long as you're looking forward and looking to then eliminate fish then eliminate eggs and dairy then you know, I, I think that's fine. The next one is, what advice would you give to people that consider veganism expensive and unmanageable? So I did answer a, a similar question before, or point before, um, and obviously my views on the expensive part. If you do find it to be too expensive for your life, which everyone's lives are different, so everyone has different incomes and everything, if you do find it too expensive, why don't you perhaps adopt a more plant-based diet? So don't go fully vegan, but maybe twice a week you have a fully vegan meal or a fully, you know, a vegan day. You could pick one day a week, um, I don't know, like a meatless Monday or, um, yeah, that's probably the only thing I can think of, meatless Monday. Um, and just have a whole day of being vegan because that's still has it still holds significance and it still has some impact and you shouldn't overlook it just because you think oh one day it's not going to make any difference well if everyone in the world has one meatless monday you know if they do that every week that's going to have an impact and finally my one of my favorite questions from the whole the whole thing is what milk do you recommend with tea? One that's not too sweet because the person who asked doesn't like the sweet taste of other milks and doesn't like black tea. My favourite milk to use 
in everything coffee tea cereal smoothies drinking on its own is oat milk so to drink on its own I recommend the Morrison's own oat milk because that one's really nice it has like almost a vanilla taste to have in coffee I'd recommend this one called Califia Farm or something it's in like a blue and black carton this one's really good if you don't want to drink Oatly because of the whole scandal behind them and how they are supported by Trump funded businesses etc um this one is a really good dupe uh for the Oatly Barista it foams really good has a really nice taste um and for a cup of tea I would probably just recommend soya but make sure you buy an unsweetened soya um or just go for oat milk as well I, but some oat milks can be a bit sweet um of course you could just make your own really really easy you just need um oats and water and a strainer and everything I believe a bit of sugar a bit of salt really easy if you want to kind of tailor it to your own taste Okay, so that's all the questions that I'm going to answer from you guys this week. Maybe if you guys have some more questions after this episode, I can do a part two because I feel like I could talk about this for a very long time and I feel as if this episode's already going to be really long. So if you guys are interested in a part two of the veganism episode, then definitely let me know. talking for ages today so I promise this is the last part of the episode and this part is my recommendations so I'm going to give you guys some restaurant recommendations um, a couple of recipes that are really good if you're just starting out that are super simple um, a couple books that I re recommend um, the best to worst supermarkets for vegans in my opinion and a couple of sources of information so um some Instagram pages and YouTube as well. So I will start off with my restaurant recommendations. These are pretty much all in London. So my absolute favourites are Mildred's in the Soho area. It's a really great restaurant. It's quite pricey, um, but it is really nice and the food is really high quality and it's a really nice atmosphere as well. Then I'm going to say Rudy's in Camden. This one is like a junk food place. Um, they recently just opened a butcher as well, like a vegan butcher. Um, really, really good. Really, really nice. You wouldn't even be able to tell the difference that it wasn't real meat. Then we have Pureza. They have one in Camden and Brighton, I think. They might have just opened one in Hove as well. So they are kind of expanding and it's a really great pizza place. Um, they do these really nice cheese, like dough balls as well, and the cheese they use there is so good. Cook Daily um, used to be in Box Park, but now it's just off of Oxford Street. So yeah, they're my top four restaurants of all time. I also forgot to mention Happy Friday Kitchen in Oxford as well. It's really great and it's a lot easier to get to, so you don't have to make like a whole day trip to London or Brighton. You can just hop on the train up to Oxford if you live near where I live. If you don't, then I guess it wouldn't make much of a difference. 
So now I'm going to give a couple of really easy recipes. The first one is like a really simple cheese sauce that you can use um, for pasta or whatever you like really. So you just need to make like a normal white sauce. So use uh, vegan butter, flour and uh, plant-based milk. Any milk seems to work, but obviously like oat and soya don't have such a strong taste as maybe like coconut or something. So you make that into a normal white sauce and add nutritional yeast, salt and pepper and whatever cheese you like. Violife cheese melts really well if you can get the grated one that's great. Um, even add some like parmesan, vegan parmesan as well. Makes a really nice cheese sauce that you can use for pasta. If you fry off some mushrooms and onions and stuff you could make like a mushroom kind of carbonara thing. Maybe get some like Bavera bacon pieces and mix it all together. Really easy, super filling as well, and pasta is like a staple for most vegans, so that's a really good recipe. Second one would be um, like a cupcake recipe. I made these the other week and they were really, really yummy. I won't go into the details of all the quantities right now, but I can just list off a few ingredients. So you'll need um, flour, baking powder, plant-based milk, um, coconut oil or a vegetable oil, apple cider vinegar, sugar lemons i think that's everything so i can put the details either like on my instagram page or if you want you can just dm me on my account or the podcast account and i can give you the quantities they're really easy to make you can use it for a normal cake as well just up the quantities depending on how much you need um and it's super fluffy and moist and you, with the lemons you can make a really easy lemon curd that takes like five minutes and it keeps for ages if you put it in a jar you could have it for ages and it's so good and they're like lemon drizzle cakes really really nice now I want to talk about my favorite supermarket and the ones that I'm not so keen on so my favorite one for like an all-round really good shop so you can get pretty much everything you need um in one place would be Sainsbury's. We seem to be able to get everything we need here, like all the fruit and veg is pretty good quality. They have a good um, vegan section, free from section. Um, some of their own stuff is really good as well. They do some ready meals that are really tasty. Um, and everything's really clearly labeled, their own products are clearly labeled vegan. Um, those are a really great choice compared to other places. Um, I like Waitrose and Morrison's as well, kind of like they're kind of on par for me. Um, Waitrose obviously is a little bit more expensive but in my opinion their produce is higher quality and they have more of a range. You can get some more kind of exotic fruit and veg from there as well and their own stuff is really really good. I'd say they have the best choice in terms of their own branded vegan food. Morrison's is good as well, it's pretty similar to Sainsbury's, um, a good choice of own brand food as well, um, and a bit cheaper too. Then I don't really shop at anywhere else, um, Asda do have a really good range, as well as Aldi. Um, I find that they're better for kind of frozen food, so if you want like party food or you just want to buy frozen food that you can just put in the freezer for when you need it, they're probably better. They have a lot bigger frozen section for vegans um, and vegetarians than maybe, you know, Waitrose and Morrison's, but for a main shop I'd say Sainsbury's. Then for best book, um, someone reckon 
recommended to me the Happy Pear, which is really good for easy recipes. So if you're just starting out with veganism and you're not really sure what to make and maybe you don't usually cook, Happy Pear would be a great option because it has really easy recipes in that are really accessible for everyone. And finally, for best source of information, um, Ursling Ed on Instagram, and I believe he's on YouTube as well, he is really informative. Um, some people say he's quite um, like an activist, which there's nothing wrong with that. So he is very straight talking about what's really happening in the meat industry um, with factory farming and everything. So if you do want to watch and understand a lot more behind why veganism is really good, He's a great person to listen to. There was also someone else that someone recommended to me. Um, haven't actually watched him before. His name is Mick the Vegan. So he's on YouTube. Um, he likes to kind of break down the stereotypes around veganism and really um, debunk many of the myths around um, veganism. <laughs> I really hope you enjoyed and maybe you learnt some new things or maybe you're going to consider veganism now. Um, if you have any questions or anything feel free to DM me wherever um, and I am definitely up for a part two if everyone is interested in doing that. I also wanted to say since this episode came out a little bit late there will be another episode coming out this week as well so there will be two this week. The other one will be coming out on Saturday and I will let you guys know in a couple of days of what the topic will be. Again, if you have any requests, just let me know um, and I can talk about those perhaps on the next episode. Okay, thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye bye.